0: Welcome to the Vital Dome Podcast for Monday, August 1st. U.S. equity futures are trading off modestly this morning. So you have S&P futures down 11 points. That's just 27 basis points. NASDAQ futures are down the same percent. That's about 38 points, also about 27 basis points. And the Dow futures are acting a bit better, down 52 points. It's about 15 basis points. So very modest pullback after, um, you know, obviously a huge rally in the month of July, including a big rally last week. In Europe, the major indices are up about 20 to 30 basis points, um, seeing strong outperformance in autos and financials, seeing underperformance in real estate, healthcare, uh, and consumer staples. Pearson and HSBC are both seeing large gains in Europe after um, each had very solid earnings reports out. And then Asia generally saw gains. Um, you saw the biggest increases in Australia, India, and Japan, um, the Hang Seng was essentially flat. The Shanghai Comp was up about 20 basis points. So a few moving pieces this morning. Um, obviously, you're not seeing you know major reactions in any of the uh, major equity markets around the world. PMIs for the month of July hit the tape this morning and over the weekend. Um, you know, obviously, Europe we already got the flash numbers, so that's less important. But in Asia, most of the figures were pretty disappointing. So a lot of them fell short of expectations. They also fell versus June. Um, you know, China, the MBS PMIs were, were relatively soft, and then you saw a bunch of big declines um, again from other countries in Asia. So, you know, I think confirming what a lot of people already suspected, so not terribly surprising, but definitely a more somber backdrop for, the, for economic growth. Um, you also had uh, underperformance in South Korean trade figures, German retail sales, Hong Kong GDP. So generally a, uh, a relatively disappointing morning in terms of economic numbers um you did see the first shipment of grain leave a ukraine port since that grain export deal was announced between um ukraine russia turkey and the un Um, so that's a modestly positive development but you know no indication at all that this war is is reaching any type of a resolution in fact you are going um you're heading into kind of a new phase of the war as ukraine gears up for an enormous counter assault in the southern part of the country as it tries to retake a very important strategic city Um, along the Black Sea coast. So we'll have to kind of see how all this unfolds going forward. Um, There was a report in the FT about how Europe is easing up on certain Russian energy restrictions um, as that region is increasingly concerned about supply risk and and higher energy prices. You have an OPEC plus meeting coming up on Wednesday. Um, No one's really expecting any type of major supply announcement to the extent you do see a modest increase in production you're gonna see a lot of people dismiss the news just because OPEC is running um dramatically below the current quota. So it's almost about three million barrels a day that OPEC plus is underproducing um versus what it says it should be doing. So if you increase the quotas any any further, you're probably just gonna see a larger um shortfall of that quota. So and this just kind of underscores, I think, how tight supplies are right now. Um, and it's not so much a willingness; it's more, um, you know, an ability to to meet those quotas. A lot of these countries are struggling, um, you know, with the shortfall in production capacity to meet the quota. So, I think that's that's something to keep in mind as we go into this OPEC meeting on Wednesday. Um, you know we're down now we're past the peak of earnings season so last week was the was the highest volume period we're now on the uh down slope as, as far as the volume of reports are concerned definitely a better than feared season um I've written a ton about earnings there's a lot of uh, I have a lot of separate pieces up on the website so reach out if you'd like to see them um but you still have a bunch of major reports left to go this week um for today specifically you have on semi before the open after the close you have Affleck um, ATVI, uh, cars, Simon Property, ANET, and a bunch of other names. Um, you also are going to have the manufacturing ISM out at 10 o'clock today. Um, you know, there's still just kind of taking a step back. Fed anticipation has played a huge role in the in the rally over the last couple of weeks. Um, justifiably so. You are at an inflection point on Fed policy. You're at an inflection point on uh, on inflation. But there is an issue of whether or not the market's a little bit Ahead of itself. I think it is at this point in time. Um, You had Kashkari speak over the weekend just saying how he's been surprised at the market reaction. He's surprised how um, optimistic markets are right now about inflation. You do get a jobs report this Friday. It's expected to be weaker than the last several months have been as far as um, job creation and and underlying labor strength. You've seen an uptick in the weekly claims numbers. So that suggests you are going to see weakness in that jobs report. But um, you know, again, it has to be, I think, very soft at this point in time to kind of, I think, meet some of the um, the narrative that's that's formed as far as kind of Fed policy. Um, and then next Wednesday on the tenth, you get the CPI for July. That's going to be a crucial data point. Um, you know, the market's already assuming you get a downtick in the rate of tightening to fifty basis points in September. That gets you to three percent on the funds rate, and then you know the peak for this cycle is only expected to be around three and a quarter. So you have one more hike after September. and You're essentially done with tightening. Um, but again, that's you know it's not it's not an issue of the Fed kind of reversing itself very dramatically at that point in time. Uh, so that is everything for today, Monday, August first. Thank you for listening.